Happy Thanksgiving, Lauren. Happy Black Friday, Zane. Oh, shit, you're right. Hey, maybe the Lions won yesterday. I bet they did. I asked Andrew, today's Wednesday. We went out to dinner and I said, okay, guess the score. He guessed like 38 to 14. He's very confident. Who are you guys playing again? Packers. Ooh, on on Thanksgiving? That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I know that the Lions play on Thanksgiving every year. And like that's kind of like a big tradition for the Lions. So that's cool. But I think it was like last year or two years ago where it was you guys like played like a team that just like was not a sexy matchup at all. It was just like some team that was not a rival. Like I- I'm a big believer that if you're gonna put if you're gonna put a mediocre team, not that the Lions are mediocre, but they have been for some time. If you're gonna put a mediocre team on prime time, you gotta make it a rivalry. Like if I'm yeah. watching if I'm watching the Steelers on prime time, I want them to be playing the Browns or the Bengals. So like when you get like a fucking Thursday night game between the Bears and the Panthers, it's just like, what is this fucking garbage? Yeah, I actually don't know. I've I've, I've been a Lions fan for about six years. I don't know if we've ever won on Thanksgiving since I've been a Lions fan. If we have, I don't remember it. So this is a big year. Would you see that TikTok that I sent you about the last time the Lions were eight? And yes, two? I haven't shown it to Andrew yet, but yeah, that's crazy. All right. Well, since it is Thanksgiving slash Black Friday slash rivalry week, let's talk about what everyone loves about this week. Thanksgiving sides. Yeah. Fuck the turkey. Let me tell you one. I'm not even making a turkey. I'm making a ham. Turkey's gross. Okay. Okay. You know what? I was just going to say, like, let's just list our top five. But since we talk so much about football and this is like a football week, should we draft the sides? <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. But who goes first? Me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about this? How about this? I'll, I'll just jump into one of the things that we we're going to talk about a little bit later for Par Avion. This is the only note I have for Par Avion. So we'll just waste it now. Poll results for Douche of the Week. Aunt Lindsay versus the cop. Mm-hmm. Aunt Lindsay by a mile. The cop didn't get one vote. <laughs> I told you. I told you. So I get to draft first because so of you that. get to draft first. Okay, I'm coming out. The obvious choice: Grandma's noodles. Ooh, wow. That's a, that's a good one. Well, the problem is I don't think that's going to help you with the voting in the poll because no one's tried Grandma's noodles. Oh, we're going to. Okay, well, here's the thing, guys. Family tradition. We make noodles. They're more like dumplings. They're very thick. They're delicious. Just just trust me on this. They're they the are, fucking best. They are very good. Uh, With the 102, I'm going to take mashed potatoes. Just feels Obviously. like you have to. You are the mashed potato king. Yeah. Anybody that knows you knows that you fuck up some mashed potatoes. Absolutely. Even if it's mom's soupy mashed potatoes, or it might as well just <laughs> just, just be her potato soup. <laughs> okay, I'm going to swing it over to the other side of the family. I'm going crescent roll. Ooh, okay. Okay. I'm going to go corn. Grandma's corn, where it's just like an entire so stick butter. of butter. So much butter. It's okay. not corn casserole. It's loose corn with just a lot of butter and salt. That's a good one. I'm going to go sweet potatoes. You know what? I'm gonna. You could have taken that one in the fifth round. I don't like sweet potatoes. 
that's stupid. And here's the thing. The problem I'm having in my household is Andrew doesn't like them with the marshmallows and I do, but we're compromising because he doesn't like like anything on the sweet potatoes. He literally just wants like mashed sweet potatoes with like some cinnamon. I said, bitch, I am putting butter and brown sugar on those. They're candied. They're mm. candied. I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go, uh, green bean casserole here. Mm. Okay. See, I, I put the onion on it. You don't the crispy do not. onion. Not my favorite. I, I'll uh, eat it. Not my favorite. I loved that. We had the green bean casserole growing up. And then there was like one like corner onionless, And that, that was Lauren's corner. Yep. Okay. With my fourth pick, I'm going to do another one that no one can relate to, but I promise you guys, it's so fucking good. I'm taking Betty salad. This was on the Kohler side of the family, a whole table just for the Betty salad. It's Betty salad dressing. This is a Midwest thing. You guys got to look it up. Delicious. And then the salad had hard boiled eggs in it, bacon bits, bean sprouts, I believe. I'm telling you guys, it was amazing. I've been craving it lately. I probably haven't had it in over 10 years. It was really good. With the fourth pick, a lot of ways I could go here. Especially because, like, I'm pretty sure I've picked all the the sides that I like. (laughs) Thinking here. I'm thinking. I'm going to go macaroni. Macaroni and cheese. That's an interesting one because our family doesn't always do macaroni. If we're at the Kohler's, then Aunt Mindy will have made mac and cheese. But when we do it at Mom's, we don't have mac and cheese. I just did Friendsgiving with producer Kate and friend of the podcast, Devin. We uh, We had a macaroni and cheese and Kate made it. It was very good. Nice. Well, let's go, let's go to desserts here for the final. That's pick. what I was going to say for the final pick. And I have to tell you guys, I'm not a pumpkin pie gal. I'm just not. But you know what? I am a pumpkin roll early Ooh. all the way. I'm taking pumpkin rolls and that has completed my Thanksgiving. All right. I'll lock it in with pumpkin pie Ew. with with the whipped cream on top. No, nah, it's just not that good. Yeah. Well, all right, people, let us know in the poll who had the better thanksgiving draft is it lauren with nostalgia or zane with classics so what do you have for us today zane well we already talked about episode 12 so (laughs) let's jump into episode 13 the man from tallahassee so we gotta start out with the obvious one here and announce our most valuable listener it's lost the others for making a a tiktok we got a fan edit kind of of our podcasts, Lauren talking about the scene between Jack and Kate, the whisper, and how she's a Jate shipper. Uh, getting that notification was like the coolest thing. That's like the that's like the realest to being a real podcast will ever be, <laughs> or the closest to being a real podcast will ever be. It was it was pretty cool. So thank you so much for that. Go follow Lost the Others on TikTok instagram youtube great great stuff and we have a pretty good relationship with them so thank you so much it was really cool to see zane called me about it and he sent it to me so i could watch and i felt famous for like five seconds not gonna lie (laughs) people were excited for you to like be a jate shipper like we there's like a very intense following of like matthew fox slash jack and kate shippers on social media and it's like there's a lot of overlap between those two 
Uh, and people were like really excited and they were like, oh, you know, Lauren's finally a cheat shipper. It's about time. And then like, you know, <laughs> here we are now and you're here back on skate. Yeah, don't get too excited. I'm not saying like that moment was very strong for me. And I will say that like Sawyer and Kate, it's it's currently giving more toxicity than it is um, good romantic tension. So I don't know. I can't say I'll stay in this camp forever, but. I am not currently a Jade shipper. Let me ask you something, though. The pinnacle, the peak scene for Jade for you was the scene in the rec room. Mm-hmm. Am I far off when I say that the peak scene for Skate was I Never back in season one? Incorrect. Oh, the cage scene? Yeah, duh. Okay, we don't. Here's the thing for me personally. I think I prefer like the tension and the angst than I do the release. So I, I personally I would go the. I hate that you used that word. Oh, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay, fine. Then like the the moment we'll go with. Right. Like, we, we always say with Jim and Pam, it's better building up to it than when they finally get together. So like. I, I agree. And if we're going to go like who has had better buildup, Jack and Kate have had better buildup. And that's why I think they're probably going to end up together. That's just my guess. But only because like I do feel like their angst is angstier. Mm. Um, but I don't know. So another big topic in this episode was Locke. And you said Locke is selfish. Right. Well, we had a write-in about this episode. Edin Barak said, quote, Locke did nothing wrong. Blowing up the submarine was not selfish. Your thoughts? How? How is that not selfish? He literally did it for himself. <laughs> yeah, I'm the biggest Locke defender there is. And even I can't, I, can't, I can't make sense of this one. I'm personally fine with Locke blowing up the submarine because I don't want them to go home. That means the show ends. But that's the whole thing. Like, I understand that things happen in a a show because like, okay, well, if they're able to get on the submarine, like, then that's it. But you just have to look it through the lens of the show. He is selfish. What he did was selfish. Yeah. All right. So ironically, in Expose, we said at the end of the episode, let's not talk about this episode for flashback. Mm. Ironically, I have the most to talk about for this episode. Okay. The, this this one got some reaction, and I, I don't think that's really that shocking at all. Poll results for do you like this episode? Th- there was answers for both. This wasn't a blowout, but it was a, a large majority saying they like this episode. Can I say, before you go on, because I listened back to the episode, and then I listened to the episode after with Kate on, and she was saying... Like, it's goofy, it's silly. Someone else commented on our TikTok and said it's camp. And I think if you're re-watching, this show would be, this episode would be silly, goofy camp. And I think I wouldn't mind it. But I think for a first-time watcher, which most of our listeners are not first-time watchers. So for a first-time watcher, it was very frustrating. But I can see why people would like it on, like, their second, third, fourth, 17th time through. That segues perfectly to what Leah told me. She said, this is an episode you can grow to appreciate, but you won't do so until you are done with the show. At the time of first watch, the only real highlight is that the B team are like the stars of the episode because everybody else is gone. So, yeah, I feel like that's a pretty good 
um, summary of the episode, really. But like, I knew you as a first time watcher were going to be annoyed because you've already said you don't like Mickey and Paolo. And like, this is like, this is the filler episode to end all filler episodes. Leah also went on to say the she absolutely agrees with you that the use of old footage and just plugging them in was like the worst thing they could have done. And it really made it feel like filler. And she said it would have been cool to see as their flashback storyline, then like get together and like their plan to kill Zuckerman. And honestly, I think that would have been interesting because we don't know anything about Nikki and Paolo. So if you, if you, if you want to do the same thing where like, they're just randomly dead and like the entire episode is like very meta about how we don't know who they are to have an entire flashback storyline about them leading up to killing Zuckerman. When you're just like, we don't know who these people are. We don't know if they're going to go through with it. That mm. could have been interesting to see. Yeah. But then again, I do really love the twist ending just because like, it's like, it has like no implications to the rest of the show. So it was just like a fun little thing to do. Yeah, I did like the twist. So we had a moment there where we talked about Art's yelling, the pigs are walking. And neither of us knew what that meant. I'm curious to uh, see. That is not true. You know what it meant? Yes, of course. It's Animal Farm. Well, why didn't you say it at the time? I don't ever remember discussing that. It was in the flashback scene with Shannon, like complaining I, about. No, I remember the scene. I don't remember us talking about it. Well, that's crazy because we had two people write in and be like, I can't believe you guys didn't know. When did we discuss that? I knew exactly what that was when I watched the episode. We discussed it in Expose. What's the timestamp? I'm about to listen to this bitch. I would have never said I don't know what he's talking about. I do know what he's talking about. Well, why didn't you jump it? I, I'm the one who said, I don't know what that means. And you did not respond. Oh, you know why? Whenever you give um your little synopsis of each scene, I don't listen. You fucking bitch. <laughs> okay, for the record, guys, uh, I have read Animal Farm. I knew exactly what he was talking about. I just don't listen to Zane. All right, take it from here then, Lauren. Explain it for those of you who don't know. Don't put me on the spot like that. I don't, I know the reference, I, but I don't remember exactly what was happening. Oh, it's when, uh, like, someone took the water. Is that what happened? And then, no. Oh, I'll, I'll... the gun happened. And, okay, so basically, it's like, on in Animal Farm, the pigs are in charge, and then it's a whole allegory, but then they start to act more and more like humans. They get to live in the house, and they walk upright, and so it's just basically, it's that saying, it's becoming this, like, dictatorship, essentially. Yeah. What? You got it right. I'm just so annoyed with you for not listening. I just don't know. You know I have ADHD. Don't judge me. You've got your Ritalin now. I don't want to hear it. I did not have it at the time. You just definitely did not. So that that's a little... I always think it's funny how we'll just start talking about something that we've talked about in like the last two, three episodes that are just like are nowhere near out. They're not even edited yet. We're, like, we're making comments about the Lions performance. That's a whole thing later on. Yeah, so tone in for that. Tone in? Tone in. Shut the fuck up. All right. Last one. Left Behind. This was a Kate episode. We had producer Kate on. Uh, I personally believe this is like the first episode on to the end of the season where it just gets really good. Maybe if you wanted to be like, oh, every single episode's like fantastic to the end, then I would say Catch-22. But Left Behind and One of Us is also are also really good episodes. So, yeah, I'm excited about 
getting closer and closer to the end of season three. But for Left Behind, we had a fan question. Weird to say, because I still don't like the fact. It's just still weird to say that we have fans. <laughs> <laughs> this actually comes from another podcast. Okay. This comes from Emma, who hosts Podcast of Interest with her dad. Podcast of Interest being about person of interest. Uh, absolutely jealous that they were able to scoop that up because when I was workshopping different podcast ideas, I was like, podcast of interest for person of interest is a great idea. So the question she asked, she had two actually. First, why did the monster not just fly over the fence when it when it ran into the to the sonic fence? That's a great question. <laughs> I had not even thought about it, but like, yeah, why didn't it? So I know the answer. Do you? Well, I want to hear your answer. I don't know the answer. Spe- let's just speculate a little bit. What? This is basically me asking, like, what do you think you know about the monster at this point? Well, I guess we do know, like, we've seen it kind of go like underground and stuff. So maybe like part of it is through the ground, so it can't just go up and over. Kind of like the worm in SpongeBob. Right. Where it's just, it's like hovering over them, but it's always just burrowing through the ground. Sure. Yeah. Other question was, and this one is, you think I pay attention to detail. This is, this was such a detailed, specific question. Jack's house, when Kate found him, was ransacked. Why? Did the others toss the place looking for something? Or did Jack put up a fight? When Kate found him, he was like... He was like knocked out from the gas, right? Right. Oh, interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if Jack just started like thrashing around. But if it was like super ransacked, I would say it was probably the others. But I didn't even notice that detail. Yeah. Knowing Jack, he absolutely was thrashing around. Just like probably blind from inhaling the smoke and just swinging at the wall and shit. Yeah. Jack is a thrasher. Oh, yeah. Okay. The other big thing that we talked about in this episode was Cassidy and how she basically taught Kate how to be a career criminal. Mel pointed something out. She said, Cassidy is more street savvy than we give her credit for. You know, because we 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 complained that, you know, she learned how to be a con artist from Sawyer. And next thing you know, she's like master of disguise, career criminal, knows how to lie to federal marshals and get away with it or whatever but mel argues that there was signs of cassidy being there before sawyer because when sawyer tries to do the pigeon trap on her the little suitcase opens and all the fake money falls out she just sees through it immediately but you can also argue it wasn't really supposed to work from the get-go because like he was conning her from the beginning so i don't really know where you fall on that but I think it makes sense that Cassidy is like pretty quick on her toes and like a smart girl because one, Kim Dickens is just amazing in every role that she's in. And two, uh, that's just kind of her character. But I still personally, even with that being pointed out, think it's a bit of a stretch for Cassidy to like date Sawyer for a couple months and like be this like expert criminal. I agree. The other thing Mel pointed out was she agrees it was Cassidy who wrote the letter. Now, you thought maybe tom maybe her dad and this actually brings me to what leah and i were actually talking about about 30 minutes before we recorded this because she was just getting in her comments for a flashback she was like i believe it was tom because she's like 
Tom was in love with her, whether it was platonically or romantically. She's like, I have no doubt in my mind that when he found out about Diane, he like just knew how to write to Kate and sent the letter. And I, I responded, my only issue with that is why did he seem so shocked when she showed up? I know you don't remember the episode, but he, she gets the letter. No, she I goes remember. He's like, he's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, exactly. Stuff, right. I still, I still feel like it's more believable that it's Tom because regardless of if it's Cassidy or Tom, like, how do they have her information? I think that's just kind of a plot hole. I think because we've established later that Cassidy is like potentially in New Mexico or in Albuquerque. And this was like 2000, like this is not the day and age of like everybody's putting all their information on social media. So I don't like Kate mentioned, oh, Facebook, Facebook. But I don't think this was the times of everything going on Facebook the way that it is now. And even it was like maybe five years later or whatever, but I think Tom makes sense to me because of their history and because he works in the hospital. He would have like, cause it's not like, it seems like he waited until she was very sick, but I still think the surprise could have been like, wow, you're risking a lot to be here. Like I told you just so you would know, but like, what are you doing here? Like you're risking so much type of thing. Yeah. See, I got more like the fact that Diane was like that sick. I took it more as like, it took a while for that letter to be written and um cassidy just didn't know immediately and like she probably had like some way of finding out because from my perspective tom is a tom is a doctor and it's a small town so he would have been one of the first people to find out and would have wrote the letter like immediately if he was going to write that letter and then also <laughs> leah points it out because she, she's like i guess it's uh thanksgiving break and she's still in law school she said that one of the perks of Thanksgiving break is she can just go watch the episode. And she's like looking at the letter. That handwriting was too nice to be a, a man's or be a man who is a doctor. That is actually like a very good point. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? I don't think this is the case, but I also love the idea that it was the marshal and your argument. No, listen, your argument was like, well, if he knew where to send the letter, why not just go get her? But in a previous episode, we said that he's probably so hellbent on getting her just because like she embarrassed him. What if he didn't, he wants to be the one to bring her in. He doesn't want some other random police department to go get her because he sends them her location. But it's probably not a high enough priority for him to travel. I know you're going to argue that he goes to Australia later. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) At this point, at this point in time just shut down your own argument no because this all happened before she got tom killed that would make her a higher a more of a flight Mm. risk a higher priority at this time all she's done is like commit this crime and and flee and i'll still argue that the crime is like totally understandable and she doesn't seem like she'd be a repeat offender you know what i mean so maybe he's like i'm gonna lure her back here and then i'm gonna get her I don't think that's the case, but I would love it for it to be the case. And he does seem like the guy to have great pensmanship. Maybe. Yeah. Something that was interesting was Lee and I got in this big argument about, no, I would say argument, more like a debate about Tom himself. And like, she was just like, oh, you know, I've always just kind of like felt bad for his family and I didn't give it much more thought. And I was like, Tom's a piece of shit. <laughs> I got very strong opinions about Tom because like, if he wrote the letter, and I don't think he did, 
you're asking for trouble. Because I said, don't get married if you're in love with someone else. And she was like, well, she, he probably never thought he was she, he was going to see her again. And I was like, okay, fair. But you see Kate show up in your car, maybe agree to help her see her mom. But like, that's it. Don't invite her to your home. Sure as shit, don't get in the car when she's actively running away from the police. And then she's then, you know, Leah's a big Kate fan. So she's just like, you know, I've always blamed Kate for Tom's death. And I'm like, I blame Tom more than I blame Kate. She gave him every opportunity to get out of the fucking car. I fully blame Tom. Tom is stupid. Absolutely. And just to like wrap up this whole thing, I think because of the money that was included with the letter, the most likely scenario is that it was Cassidy. I think unless it was her dad, which I still like that idea. I think Cassidy's the most likely to give her money. I don't think Tom would have sent her money. And I know the Marshall's not going to send her money. And I know that's not a real possibility, but I do love my theory. But I think Cassie's the most likely to send her some money because she knows she's on the run. But I also think her dad, but we don't really, he is a man of the the law and all that shit. So, but I, I feel like you can be a man on the law of the law. I know he's in the military, but like, it's different with your kid. Yeah. Yeah. Last thing to point out here was Leah said when we were having this conversation that Kate had a bad habit of just like getting people killed. But thankfully with Cassidy, nothing bad happened like she wherever she would go someone would get shot killed in a car accident whatever but except for this one case and i was like maybe cassidy wasn't that good of a teacher because like she seemed to be doing just fine and then cassidy taught her some shit and then she was like a hurricane and just like left everything and destroyed in her wake that is true is this the episode where Locke comes to say goodbye to kate yes Okay, I listened to this episode today, actually, and I noticed something. Now, this is kind of jumping ahead, but we've already recorded it, so I want to mention it. In that, we have a conversation where I say, I feel like Locke is being kind of judgy because he finds out, like, you know, what she did. And I, I said, oh, sorry she actually had, because we said, oh, well, my dad was a piece of shit too, but I didn't kill him. And I said, well, sorry she had the guts to do it. Not knowing that, like, <laughs> the later thing was that he was going to have to kill his dad and doesn't have the fucking guts to do it. So I love myself for that. When you said that, I was like, oh. <laughs> I wondered because when I listened to it, I laughed. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so funny. I had no idea. All right. That's all I have for the episodes. But like you said, we're pretty far into this, like, ending chapter of season three in a sentence. How do you feel about the episodes you've seen so far? And at the time of recording, you're going to see the finale soon. Give the people a little teaser on on how you feel. I don't even have a sentence. I, I just have like big wowzers. Ga- gasp a lot. <laughs> I just like that you're like big wowzers and then you're like kind of cupping your hands. In front oh, of you. <laughs> I, no, I was doing it more like fireworks. Like, wow, big wowzers. I, I guess it does look, yeah. Can you see so far why season three is my favorite? Yeah, for sure. It's been um, very good. All righty. So here's the big dealy, Big dealio, if you will. Okay. I like to think that I know this show pretty well, that I would be able to identify an episode, even if an idiot was describing it. So <laughs> luckily oh we don't have any of those here. God. <laughs> so what we're going to do here is I am going to read off to Lauren 
one of the reasons of seasons past for hottie of the week and she is going to give me a synopsis of episodes past and i'm going to see if i can name the episode okay so as i was going through prepping my list i i know that like we always joke that i do such a bad job with the synopsis but it was so difficult for me to pick ones because I actually think I did a really good job and I don't think this is going to be a challenge for you at all, especially my earlier ones. I was very detailed in my synopsis. So it was it was really hard. I think some of them will be so obvious. Like, I think you're going to get every single one because I, okay. actually, I actually kill it with the synopsis. Apparently. You could always gone with one of the episodes that you didn't do a synopsis. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was going through my notes and sometimes it would say synopsis and then nothing after it. <laughs> um, I am curious to see how I do with the hottie of the week's things because like I'm going in so confident, but I also just give the most random reasons. And so I feel like I might just fail at this. All right. You want to start us off? Okay. And you have to get the season episode number and the title. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Because I don't, I didn't write down the titles because in my notes, I don't put the titles. I just put oh, the numbers. Jesus Christ, Lauren. So we're just going to have to like, I guess I could look on Spotify because you put Yeah. Okay. Because I, I, I feel more confident in getting the title than I do the number. Yeah, that's okay. I'll look on Spotify. First synopsis. Haley's continue to make their way to the main camp while Shannon and Saeed take the next step. Okay. That is going to be, that is going to be, okay. So it's hey. the Shannon episode. So it's season make, two. Make direct eye contact with me. No cheating. Okay, it's season two. I know that. I am pretty sure it is episode six. Mmm. 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 I should know this. Oh, I should know this. Okay. And found was episode five. The other 48 days was episode seven. My brain is saying abandoned. Is that right? Is that your final answer? Yes. Yes, it is season two, episode six, abandoned. Yes. <laughs> that's crazy. Because I, rem- I, I remember being like, oh, that's kind of like shitty that like it's called abandoned and then they kill her. Wow. Okay. Okay. This is, I, I'm going to start off with the hardest one for you. Okay. Avoided the drama. What? When would I? Why? I don't even remember ever saying that. Avoided the drama. Who would I have said that about? I feel like the person that pops into my head when I would think is Echo. But I didn't give him Hottie of the Week very many times. Okay, I am going to go Echo. It is not Echo. Okay, can I have another guess? No points. I'll, I'll, it's in season one. Oh. Late season one. Avoided the drama. I'm gonna go Saeed. Nope. No. No. Jin. It is Jin. I. That was the first person that popped in my head. I said he can avoid the drama because he doesn't speak English. This was season one, episode twenty-two, "Born to Run," and this was when Michael was poisoned, and there was like the big investigation, and you were just like, Jin was there. He avoided the drama. He's hot the other week. Ah, oh, that's such a weird reason. Why would I say that? Okay. Probably because Sawyer was like kind of being a whiny little bitch and Saeed wasn't really in this episode. Mm, okay. All right. Next one. I will give you a hard one since you just gave me a hard one. Synopsis. 
what the actual fuck oh that's easy that's uh season two episode 20 two for the road I knew you were going to pick that one. I knew you were going to pick that one because that's my favorite synopsis because you said there's not a bit quick enough. Synopsis, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was like, oh, this is a really good one. (laughs) Okay, your turn. Okay. This one should be pretty easy. Handing over the manifest, dot, 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 shirtless. Sawyer. It is Sawyer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that on that was uh only the second time you ever put sawyer wow okay um let's go this one should be pretty easy but it's just one of my favorites susan is a bitch and she deserves to die Ooh. okay i'm trying to think if you put it for a drift but i'm pretty sure that's season one episode 14 special correct nice <laughs> that, that one i just remember you laughing while reading it. yeah okay since you gave me such an easy one I'll, I'll give you an easy one you put you said the net and rain i know exactly what episode that is it's when jack and kate are caught in the net i guess my question is who would i have given it to I'm gonna go Jack. It was Jack. Nice. Okay. Um, here's my next one. Everyone gets conned, including me. That is season two, episode. I want to say thirteen, the long con. You know, it's the fact that you remember the episode number that is so weird to me. That was the one that I was the least confident number wise, just because like that's like like smack dab in the middle of season two okay 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 this one i think might be a little a little tricky for you just because it can be for a lot of people okay strong badass woman damn it that i'm thinking that would have either been ana lucia or juliet but i'm leaning more towards juliet you want me to give you a hint? Well, does that mean I'm wrong? Yeah. Son. Nope. God damn it. Rousseau? It was Rousseau. I mean, I'm curious. I'm interested that I put that for the reason. Like, there's so many reasons that she's hot. That was in maternity leave when they went to the staff and it was like, it, like the main three in that episode were Claire and Kate. And you've never been a big Kate fan. And you have never been a big Claire fan. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So here's my last one. Magnets be magnetizing. Oh, that one's going to be hard. I know it's not the season two finale because you said magnets, magnets everywhere. Lauren is a genius. Mwahahaha for that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> magnets be magnetizing. Hmm. I think I'm going to get this one wrong. Okay. Just because you you say a lot of stuff about magnets, okay? Okay. <laughs> Why are you covering your face? You just ripped. I don't off. want you. To, I don't want you to start guessing and see my my reaction. Okay. Magnets be magnetizing. Okay, so it's got to be an episode that involved the magnet, and that really is like season two's finale. 
because the first time we had the magnet debate was in hearts and minds when we talked about how the compass was all messed up and that was when i slipped up and said that's why the plane crashed so like i feel like it's going to be a season two episode because that's the hatch i I really i really don't know i really don't know you don't even have a guess i'm thinking i'm thinking i'm thinking magnets be magnetizing uh, I don't think it's locked down because I feel like you would have like a synopsis about just like how intense that was. And also I think I think that you said something about that being stressed out. Also the magnet really wasn't like a big factor in that episode. Magnets I think it was the episode where Jack and Kate had like that little moment when Kate was getting out of the shower. Dude, that was Can we just can you just give me a guess? <laughs> I got to think it through. I got to think it through. Okay. So season 2 episode 4 Everybody Hates Hugo incorrect oh but here's the thing i just realized when i went back to look that i only read i only wrote down the first sentence of my synopsis there was actually more so i didn't realize that i thought that was it and i was like oh that's such a good one but here's the full synopsis that i didn't realize i didn't do this on purpose magnus be magnetizing bernard tries desperately to get rose off the island while jack tries to initiate a trade (laughs) Oh, so it's SOS. You yes. <laughs> I didn't realize. I thought that's all I wrote. Nice. And then I went back to check. And then, because I honestly was like, I actually don't even remember what episode this is. So I went back to read my notes and I was like, oh, never mind. Magnets be magnetizing. It's because someone literally said the word magnetic in um, like the psychic, I think, said it in the flashback. And then it's like reveals that she's oh, healed her cancer. Right. So. I was saying magnets be magnetizing. Yeah, because he because he says like it could be geological, it could be magnetic. I, okay, yeah. So I gave um, you the point. Really? I don't, I don't think I, I deserve the point. I didn't give you the whole synopsis. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, with with that synopsis, if you mentioned the name Bernard, that could have been the synopsis. I know. Got it. Had I realized what the full synopsis was, I would not have put that into the uh, into the shuffle. I was curious to see what the chances of us getting uh, the same episode. And we did it. <laughs> we both did SOS. Oh, well, you didn't even give me your last one yet. Some of these are, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say this is it, but some of these are just funny. You've got back to back weeks, anguish and shirtless. <laughs> mm, that's I use that for like every man though. Yeah, you really do. Saving Walt, looking for Vincent and finding Claire. How dare you make me remember Locke being <laughs> Hottie of the Week? That's actually so fucking rude. When I tally it up at the very end and like get the big pie chart of all the hotties over the course of the series, and there's that one little sliver of Locke. No. Oh, uh, that was so great. You know what I realized when I was compiling my list was... We named the most valuable listener segment most valuable listener because we do MVP like in the actual episode every now and then. 
maybe we should have like been calling them like hottie of the month or something like that just because we actually do hottie of the week every week no because we don't know if our listeners are hot no offense listeners we don't know what you look like everyone of the week is a shallow practice it's true but everyone knows that people who listen to lauren gets lost are drop dead gorgeous that is true can confirm yeah i mean we listen to it i don't even know the gender of half of our listeners like i literally just know by their like tag like Grosswall audio is my biggest fan and i don't know their gender and that's fine i love you <laughs> your only fan you mean my own my one and only fan thank you so much Grosswall audio actually left a really funny comment on this week's tiktok about uh left behind where we were talking about kate's like a breakout attempt and Juliet giving her some snark about like, I was just bringing you something to eat. And like, <laughs> they said, Spider-Man meme, <laughs> Lauren's hatred of Jack blocking her analysis. Producer Kate's hatred of Kate blocking her analysis. <laughs> Accurate. There's no one that I hate that blocks my analysis. Charlie. Yeah, I guess Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Boone in season one, maybe. Aww. Don't do Boone like that. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> Got anything else from you, Lauren? Nope. <laughs> well, happy Thanksgiving. Shame we couldn't be together for it. Shame we can't be together to watch Ohio State lose to Michigan on Saturday. Let's hope that that comment does not age well. I I don't have hope, but God, I, I want it. <laughs> quick, quick funny story to end the podcast with. Um, my boss's wife works in my office. She, she did not work today and we have Thursday and Friday off. I did not realize that she wasn't going to work today. So when she was leaving on Tuesday, she said, happy Thanksgiving, Zane. I hope you have a good weekend. Go Bucks. And I said, are you not coming in tomorrow? And she said, no, I'm not. And I said, oh, this might, this might be the last time I ever see you. And she said, no, I'll see you on Monday. And I said, no, because if the Buckeyes lose, I will kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so goodness. Is this the last recording we ever do ever? This is the final episode of Lauren Gets Lost. Now, maybe producer Kate will will take over and release the episodes that we've already recorded. They're unedited because Zane is really behind on editing. Yeah, it's going to be complete raw footage. So let's hope that we didn't do anything to tarnish our name. So on that note, bye. <laughs> Before we go, we're going to plug the January episode of Flashback really quickly. We'll talk about it in some later episodes, but we're doing, for one time only, an advice podcast in honor of Lauren's birth month. So if you need life advice that you want some terrible fucking answers to, get them into our social medias. You know where they are. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And go Bucks. Happy Thanks. Thanks.